mercy spoke for me mercy spoke for me mercy spoke for me it was on Galgotha Street his death brought liberty his death brought liberty his death brought liberty
our voices and sing this with celebration.
claimed its victory The king of love had given up his life The darkest day in history There on a cross they made for sinners For every curse is blood atoned Final breath and it was finished But not the end we could have known For the earth began to shake And the veil was torn What sacrifice was made As the heavens tore
Amen. He is risen. Let's put our hands together this morning and give him all the glory. You may be seated. Good morning. I am so glad to see you here this morning. Also, for those joining us online, we want to welcome you and glad that you are with us as well. It's been a great morning so far and uh, just going to continue to be. We're going to share in some baptism here in just a short while. We had a number in first service and and in our third service we'll have a a number more. Uh, But we're just so thankful that we can gather on this Easter Sunday, this Resurrection Sunday, where we ultimately find hope. This is where hope is rooted. This this is the high point for us as followers of Jesus. Christmas is awesome. Christmas is great. uh, But it's about Easter. It's about the resurrected Christ. And so I invite you as we begin, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 28. It's going to be on the screen. If you have a Bible or a device of some sort, you are welcome to uh, look there as well. I'm going to read part of this resurrection story uh, this morning, this Easter morning. Begins here. Matthew 28, verse 1. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshiped him. So here we have this resurrection story. And can you imagine what Mary and Mary were processing over these couple days? Two days earlier, they had been at the cross. They had watched Jesus, their friend, crucified. Now Jesus wasn't crucified because he was a nice guy. Like we have this Mr. Rogers type of view of Jesus. Jesus proclaimed another kingdom. He proclaimed another way. He proclaimed the way that you could walk is this way or, hey, I'm going to flip this upside down and there's another possibility from the kingdoms and the systems and the priorities of the world. And so Jesus was crucified on that Friday. And here, Mary and Mary are going to the tomb filled with pain and grief. And here they had lost someone they loved. We've all been there. We've all lost someone that we love. You know that pain. You know that grief. You know that spot that it just, it's that emptiness. And I can imagine too the day before and Saturday and even that morning that they were filled with doubt. So Jesus said all these things. Jesus proclaimed this. He taught this. Maybe he wasn't telling us the truth. Maybe that was all false. Maybe that was just a story he made up. It was filled with doubt. And maybe you're here this morning and that's you. And I want to tell you that's okay. Is that you should have questions, you should be processing. Is that whether you're here and you have this doubt of like, is this this Christianity thing, this Jesus thing legit? Is it real? Ask those questions. 
And then there's others who are here who are frustrated. Or maybe you're in pain like Mary and Mary. Or maybe you're here celebrating. Mary and Mary went to this tomb, and, and not only did they get there having what was the worst couple days of their life, most likely, they get there and what happens? An earthquake. And we've been there as well, right? You're having something just bad in life, and then another thing happens right on top of that, and you're like, seriously, can it get any worse than this? What else is coming? And there's fear that's induced in them. But there's a message that comes to them in the middle of their pain, their grief, their doubt, their fear, and that's a message of hope. And that's why we gather here, and that's the power of following Jesus. It's the power of knowing Jesus, is that there is hope. Now, the important thing is we recognize what we put our hope in. Now, I am confident you are all amazing, outstanding, wonderful, gorgeous people, right? That's you. No response to that whatsoever. All right, there we go. Get a yes. We got at least one here this morning. We can all debate that later. But we often put our hope in ourselves. When we're in a situation, when we're in a hardship, it's like, I can fix this. I will, I will think my way out of it. I will do my way out of it. I will create something. I will say something. I will, I will do everything I possibly can to get out of this situation. But here in this moment, all they could do was grieve. In the story of Easter, the story of the first Easter is about hope. It's about hope beyond ourselves and our own ability, intellect, beauty, whatever it may be. It is about Jesus and leaning on him. And there's this pattern this weekend of loss on Friday, of doubt on Saturday, of hope on Sunday. And it's like that happens in our life again and again and again. Pain to hope, to doubt, to hope. Pain to doubt, to hope. And we go through life with these things. But we return to Jesus. Jesus said this radical statement. We just so often take this in of like, oh yeah, this is, this is good. But this radical dividing statement in John chapter 14, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's like, that's me. I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. There's no other way, there's no other truth, there's no other life beyond him. And no one comes to the Father except through me, Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the access point. I am the hinge post. I am the one that gives access to the Father. It's a huge statement. And this first Easter showed it in action. The author of Hebrews wrote these words. He said, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, this is what we're to do. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart with full assurance of faith that brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Let us hold unswervingly to Jesus, for he who promised is faithful. So here, it's Jesus who takes our pain, our doubt, our darkness, and provides hope in the middle of that. This first Easter changed everything. That's why in the early days following Jesus' resurrection, there would be a saying that his followers would have and say, and then have a response. And I heard, uh, I heard definitely one person this morning come in and greet me this way. This is it. 
He is risen. Not he has risen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. It is active. It is current, real, now hope. He is risen. A few years after Jesus' resurrection, John Christendom, he, he wrote these words as part of his Easter sermon. I'm going to read part of this. He said, Are there any who are devout lovers of God? Let them enjoy this beautiful, bright festival. Are there any who are grateful servants? Let them rejoice and enter into the joy of their Lord. First and last alike, receive your reward. Rich and poor, rejoice together. Sober and slothful, celebrate that day. You have kept the fast, and you that have not, rejoice, for the table is richly laden. He's saying all are welcome. Wherever you're at, you're welcome to this hope and this goodness. Let no one grieve at his poverty, for the kingdom has been revealed. Let no one mourn that he has fallen again and again, for forgiveness has risen from the grave. Let no one fear death, for the death of our Savior has set us free. He has destroyed it by enduring it. O death, where is thy sting? O hell, where is thy victory? Christ is risen, and you, O death, are annihilated. Christ is risen, and the evil ones are cast down. Christ is risen, and the angels rejoice. Christ is risen, and life is liberated. Christ is risen, and the tomb is emptied of its dead, for Christ has risen from the dead to become the firstfruits of all who fall asleep. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. And he's saying you're all welcome. Jesus is calling with this hope, this gift, in the middle of wherever you're at and whatever you're processing and whatever you will walk into. So briefly, I want to give you three words this morning of what does it mean to walk in the footsteps of Jesus to embrace his hope. Three brief words. These are the words. Repent, believe, and follow. This is the pattern we see in Scripture. So repent, what does that mean? It means to turn and go another way. We are all walking a path, and there's a point where we encounter the hope of Jesus. And we need to make the determination of, am I going to walk right past Jesus? Or am I going to respond to him and turn and go a different way the way he's going? Romans says this, For all have sinned, every one of us, and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus. So we all have the sin nature. We're all sinners. But that's not the end of the story. We've all fallen, but that's not the end of the story. There's redemption through Jesus. When we meet him, we have that opportunity to embrace that, to turn and go a different way. So we decide to repent, and then it comes to this point of belief, our second word. Repent and then believe. And we believe in a lot of different things. But the book of Acts says this, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. It's as simple and complicated as that, right? Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Believe in Jesus. Romans 10 says this, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Why we gather today on Easter, you will be saved. There's hope. There's hope. See, God made a way for relationship with him through faith. 
Jesus laid his life down to take away the sin of the world, my sin, your sin, give us salvation. So we have the word repent, we have the word believe, and then the last word is follow. Jesus said this, he said, my sheep, because his followers sheep, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. hearing the voice of Jesus. How do we hear the voice of Jesus? Well, we pause. We read the word of God. We pray. We listen for that still, small voice. We look for him. See, Jesus invites us to follow. I want to be very clear. There is no forcing of following Jesus. There's no coercion. There's no manipulation. It's a choice. We encounter Jesus. We're going to repent believe, and follow. It's a humble submission to Jesus, saying your ways are greater than my ways. It's allowing the Spirit of God to guide and direct me. It's learning what it means to follow Jesus. It's taking that step of faith. So let me ask you three questions, and then we're going to pause and reflect on these three questions. We're all at different places and different points, as I mentioned earlier. There is hope that is here. There's hope in Jesus. And we'll find all sorts of other things that bring us pleasure and joy and happiness, but there's hope in Jesus. And so as we think of this hope, three questions. Is have you repented? It's a big churchy word, but have you turned and are you willing to follow after Jesus? I think there's a different way. The second question is, have you believed? Do you believe? Have you confessed Jesus is Lord and believed in your heart? And are you following Jesus? So what I'm going to ask us to do here as we're together, as we think of this hope that's offered, as we think of this being in step with Jesus, is we're going to pause and just reflect. Those three words are going to come up with a scripture next to them on the screen. And each screen is going to last about a minute or so. What I'm going to ask you to do is to reflect upon the words of Scripture and to respond. However God's Spirit may be tapping on your heart or your mind is that you respond. And you just wrestle with the words there. So would you take a moment, a few moments here, as these screens go by to read, to reflect, to pray, the process of the words that come. So the first one, we begin with repent.
you join me in prayer? Father God, Lord, Mary and Mary, we're going a certain way. Got Easter morning, the first Easter morning, radically changed the direction of their life when they encountered you, the risen Savior. This morning, I pray that each one of us, Lord, would be changed by you as we encounter you. Lord, whether it be repentance, we respond to you by repenting and turning a different way, proclaiming that this Easter 22, going a new way. Maybe it's by belief that today is the day that you're responding by saying, Jesus is Lord. I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. Can't explain it, but I believe it. Or maybe your response today is about following, that you've been listening to other voices or your own voice, and that today you're saying, I will follow, I will listen for your voice. Jesus, I pray that you would do a work by your spirit in each one of us. Lord, that we would walk in step with you. Lord, thank you for the resurrected Savior. We serve a God that is not dead, but Lord, is alive, that is king. And so, Lord, may we walk with you. Lord, as you guide us, as you direct us. There is a king seated among us. Let every heart receive him now. Where there is praise, he will inhabit. There will be grace and mercy all and every burden will be lifted in his presence every trophy will be laid down at his feet there is a name that reigns above all others jesus christ the king above Unto the Lamb, honor and glory. Worthy is He who overcame. Buried in shame, risen in power. He is alive, the stone is rolled away. All our worship will belong to him forever. Death is conquered, and our Savior holds the keys. There is a name that reigns above all others. Jesus Christ, the King above all.
behold him and every tear he'll wipe away we'll be at home the war will be over soon we will meet our savior face to face and every burden will be lifted in his presence every trophy will be laid down at his feet there is a name that reigns above all others jesus christ the king above all kings and all our worship will belong to journey forward today and to celebration 
In the book of Romans, we read these words that we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And then in Romans 1, 16, it says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. And we are so excited to celebrate with those who are declaring, I'm not ashamed. I believe in Jesus and I'm gonna be baptized today to show the world as a symbol of my faith that I believe in him. We get to celebrate that today. And I encourage you as a congregation, as fellow believers to celebrate alongside with them. So when they come up out of that water, you are gonna go crazy. And you're gonna celebrate as they celebrate in heaven today as well. We're gonna start off with a, a clip of all the other baptisms that are taking place in the other services so you can see their testimonies. And then we're gonna have the live baptisms here. So I encourage you to watch this and get yourself excited to celebrate with those who are being baptized. Hi, I am Eli and I am 10. I know I'm a Christian because I've asked Jesus into my heart. I want to get baptized to let people know that I have asked Jesus into my heart. Jesus died on the cross for me to save me from missing. My verse is Ephesians 2, 8-9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift from God, not by works so that no one can boast. I'm Chloe and I'm 11. Jesus took away my sins. How God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16 I'm Ben and I'm 10 years old. I asked Jesus into my heart. He means to me that he washed my sins away to show everyone I'm a Christian and because the Bible commands it. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. My name is Sadie and show everyone that I'm a Christian and, and I ask Jesus into my heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will not pick, die but have eternal life. My name is Naya and my grade is, I'm in second grade. I gave my heart to Jesus when I was very little. I want to get baptized because I love Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believed in him would have an eternal life. My name is Eliana Olds and I'm 13 years old. I know I'm a Christian because I've accepted Jesus in my heart and I've seen him in my life as well as the life of people around me. I want to get baptized to show other people that I'm walking with God and am ready to follow the path that he has for me. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared for us in advance. My name is Asher Olds and I am 12 years old. I know I'm a Christian because Jesus died on the cross for me and to save my sins and I asked him into my heart. I wanted to get baptized because um, Jesus did the same thing to show his followers what he did. And I want to do the same thing to show that I am a follower of him. My verse is Psalm 68, 35. You are awesome, O God. 
in your sanctuary. And the God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. I praise you, O God. My name is Xander, and I'm seven years old. And um, I ask Jesus into my heart. I want to get baptized because I ask Jesus into my heart. Uh, Luke um, 6.38, give and it will be given to you. My name is Darshan, and uh, I came to the Lord when I was nine. I guess as an adult, I uh, kind of went my own way. The Holy Spirit has talked to me throughout the years. And I kind of just pushed him away. Over the last couple of years, I've just really felt pulled. Probably about December, I felt like I needed to come back to church. And so we started talking about the Rooted course, and I got really, really excited. And uh, so I, I decided to take the Rooted course. And through that, I uh, have grown so much closer to Jesus. And it's, it's led me to rededicating my life as an adult. And so I've chosen to get baptized this weekend. It's actually kind of a special weekend, as my very first church service was 10 years ago here at FBC on Easter. So I just felt it was very, very fitting. Darshan, it's uh, an honor and a privilege to um, have you return, um, to rededicate, to um, to be baptized here today, and uh, to watch God doing a work in you, and just that that response to the call. And so I have two questions for you. Is do you profess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. And then do you desire to live fully for him in every area of your life? Yes. Amen. By your profession of faith and your desire to fully live for him, and I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Bentley, do you profess Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you desire to live fully for him in every area of your life? Yes. By your profession of faith, do you desire to fully live for him? Yes. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the <clears throat> I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost.
My name is Hannah. Um, I found Christ about close to two and a half years ago. I was working late one night and it, everything just seemed to have come to a head finally. My life just seemed like it had no purpose anymore. I decided that it was either all or nothing. And I said to God, I was like, okay, if you're real, I'm yours. I can't take this anymore. I can't try to be in control of my life anymore. I just can't do this on my own. I need you and I need your help. And my mind wasn't racing anymore. I just felt calm and peaceful and things started clicking together. I started realizing that God had been there all along. Even in those moments where I was angry at God, that I just seemed to gravitate towards him even more. And we ended up finding a great community here. I realized that it wasn't so much as so that God wasn't there for me. It was, I need to walk with him and I need to continue to walk the path that he's wanting for me. And that's kind of why I'm getting baptized was because I just decided it's time for me to be obedient and to let him and Jesus Christ be more part of my life than what I was allowing in the past. And to also show my sons that this is the path that you know, you can take and that you should take um, because a life without God is just doesn't seem to have purpose is what I have found. Hannah, do you profess Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you desire to live fully for him in every area of your life? Yes. By your profession of faith and desire to fully live for him, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. Uh, my name is Wyatt, and I'm in second grade because I asked Jesus to, into my heart. So I want to start a new chapter in my life with him. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. Whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Yes. Do you desire to live fully for Him in every area of your life? Yes. By your profession of faith and the desire to fully live for him, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I'm Violet, and I'm 10. I have asked God into my heart, and I believe in Jesus. Because the year he's given me hope. John 3.16 For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That one's special to me because that's the first one I've learned. Violet, I'm so honored to be here with you today and I'm so proud of you. Do you profess Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you desire to live fully for him in every area of your life? By your profession of faith and your desire to fully live for him, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost.
remind you of the word hope. Hope. Hope has a name. It's Jesus. When Mary and Mary went to the tomb, they were going a certain direction. They encountered the risen Savior, went a different way, forever changed. So wherever you're at, hold on to the hope of Jesus. The hope of Jesus. This is a, God's doing a great thing, and I'm just so honored to be a part, and thankful that we can be a part together. We're going to be starting next week, a six-week series called Forward. I want to invite you to come back, to be a part of that. And we're going to kick it off uh, next week with a block party in the afternoon, so up church in the morning at uh, 8.30 and 10. And then at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we'll have a, a block party here with all sorts of fun things to do. Uh, and uh, hopefully you'll be back. So would you allow me to pray? Merciful Father, Lord, we're so grateful for what you're doing. Lord, you transform what was dead and you give it life. Lord, you've done that for me. You've done that for so many others. Lord Jesus, today, God, that we would walk in this newness of life, God, because we have encountered the resurrected Jesus. Lord, thank you for the hope, the, the confidence in that that we have. And so, Lord, I, I pray that you have just met and you will continue to meet each person exactly where they're at, exactly what they're processing, wrestling with, walking through. Lord, thank you that you don't leave us alone, Lord, that you go with us. And so, Lord, as we go from this place, God, may we go grateful and energized, Lord, rejoicing in the risen Savior. And Lord, we celebrate today. And we pray this all in Jesus' strong, powerful, wonderful, resurrected name. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.